0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to talk about how working from home can actually bring some couple's attachment issues into, um, you know, into a, a worse place and why. And before we get to that, please do subscribe. Most recent subscriber episode was about how if you never act happy, your partner's not going to try to make you happy, and uh, why this happens. And there's about 100 and, I don't know, close to 110 other subscriber episodes now. So anyway... um, working from home telecommuting is is really ideal for many people with kids and it eliminates your commute i personally only telework now and it's it's never like never easier for people to get into session it eliminates no shows you don't have to drive park walk in wait the whole thing it's like super easy obviously for me and for a lot of people so my husband has a a office job also so obviously people who are have you know uh jobs where they work with their hands doing something can't do this but for any of us who predominantly have a livelihood based on being on the computer it's super easy so um anyway a lot of people when telecommuting started they had really different expectations for what that would look like so if you are for example a woman who wants more closeness and your husband was always out of the house 50 hours a week working well there was like only so much he could do to be close but um, when he's working from home then you might have had like tremendously different expectations for what your life would look like so instead of going to lunch with colleagues which you would know he does all the time for example then he would eat with you you would think Um, or or if he always spent time commuting, he doesn't have that time commuting, then he would go with you to drop off the kids or, you know, you guys would get coffee or something like that. So basically what this does, the telecommuting, is that it it The physical person of your partner is around more, but the mental part of your partner may not be. So they may be the same person. So this particularly exacerbates avoidant, preoccupied relationships or pursuer-distancer relationships, which I talk about a lot. You can go back to my original attachment style podcast for the different types of attachment. So the preoccupied partner is the pursuer and the avoidant partner is the distancer. So the avoidant partner does not really want to hang out more. That's the thing. So, with telecommuting, what a lot of people realized was that their avoidant partner had more time, but they still weren't spending it with them. And so then this led to a lot of fights because, from their mind, for the preoccupied attachment partner's mind, now you have X amount more hours. For example, two hours that you were commuting and one hour that you were getting lunch or something. And now you can uh, work. It, you know, you, you can just log right on at 8 or 9, and but before that, you're not driving, so then we should be together. And the avoidant partner doesn't think like that because they don't want to spend more time together. They're already overwhelmed. So during COVID or when a lot of jobs became telecommute, there were a lot of um, – conflicts around how much time can we spend together now with the preoccupied partner thinking, wow, now we get so much more time together and the avoidant partner thinking, no, I don't want that, that feels very uncomfortable and smothering, which is the central drama of the preoccupied and avoidant couple. So, it's really important that you and your partner are on the same page about what working from home looks like. And of course, therapy can help you guys with these conversations if you can't figure it out. Or even just understanding that this is a common issue for couples can be helpful in that it's a lot of people are like embarrassed, kind of. They don't even want to think about it too clearly that for some reason they did, they don't get to spend any more time with their partner, even though they're like literally both at home all day. It seems like so embarrassing and shameful that they can't So, for example, there's many um, preoccupied attachment men, too, not as many as women, but I talk about preoccupied attachment husbands in my podcast. There's also, of course, men with higher libidos than their wives, which is very common and um, I did want to clear something up about that. That's about a third of the couples I see, by the way, have a woman who has a higher libido than their spouse, but um, some people were like, well, that can't be how it is in the natural world, though. Yeah, like, of course not. I'm a sex therapist, so I'm going to see more people in that situation than usual. So from what I saw, and there's not really very many statistics on this because it's so subjective what a higher libido is in in, in general, but from anything that I saw, just from looking at The internet basically seems like everybody agrees that in 80% of couples with a libido mismatch, the man wants it more, and in 20%, the woman wants it more. That probably concords with, uh, you know, how it really is in the world more than what I say. What I say is about what I see. What I see, about a third of the couples that come in to my office – You know, for sex therapy, uh, for couples counseling, that's women who want it more than the husband. But in reality, that's higher than it is in the universe. Of course, men have higher levels of testosterone. I mean, this is just how it is. So I think that that's probably right. You know, that 20% of women want it more than their husbands. That's still a lot of women, though. You know, so like this is nothing to dismiss. But that's just an aside because somebody, you know, a couple people have brought that up that they don't think those statistics are uh, representative of the population at large. It's not. I mean, I also see way more depressed people than exist in the population at large because I'm a therapist. But Anyway, so the point is, so all these guys or some women with higher libidos than their spouse, when I get them in counseling, I'm like, well, you guys like both work from home. Why don't you have sex like during the day ever? And uh, sometimes these people are in situations where the wife is a stay at home mom with school age kids and she still doesn't want to have sex, even though it would literally she would be able to, you know, of course, I mean, she's at home. She may be going out to do this or that, but I mean, they could obviously schedule an hour of sex in there. But she doesn't want to; like, it's very uncomfortable him being at home. She would rather him be out of the house, and that's the point. The avoidant partner does not want all this extra together time, and so um, and and if they are the one who's being pursued for sex, and they don't like sex, and they don't want that time to be for sex, they they were much happier with both of them, or at least in a stay-at-home mom situation, the husband working outside. The the house that was good the less time the better you know like of course they want to spend some time together but they don't want all these great expanses of time together in it There's also kind of just personality-level differences in how close you want to be and love languages. So people that have a physical touch love language or a quality time love language, these couples are getting so much time together if there's telecommuting, you know? And being on the same page with that for couples who have those same love languages, that's great. Like, this is like paradise to have everything be telecommuting. You get to spend time together during the day. You get to hug or kiss. You may get to have sex based on the schedule that you have. You get to drop the kids off together and you get to do whatever, you know, like if you have an errand to do this day or that day. I mean, I know for like myself and my husband, it's a it's great, you know, and we have similar love languages and prioritize time together. So, so it's, really, it's really an ideal situation that both of us telecommute because we get more time together. And days if he has to go into the office or if he has a conference or something like that, because I don't ever really have to go anywhere, literally, I'm just in my basement seeing clients or writing or what have you. Um, but it, that's worse, like much, much worse. And it's hard for people who have a quality time or a physical touch love language to be apart from the spouse, and that feels stressful, you know so but whereas if I were a different sort of person with a different love language then you know or if I was an avoidant attachment style person then that would be great like I would have you know I would love the days if he has to go to a conference in in DC or what have you you know like that would be awesome and I would be encouraging him you know to like to like do that instead of like being like really like kind of annoying about it <laughs> this is just a shout out for my husband who does listen to these um, but anyway so it, if you are not on the same page with how you feel about working from home then you guys should probably talk about it you know because it's better so, so like if you are the more avoidant person it's easier on the your partner if you say something like honestly I know this is a me thing but it is overwhelming for me honestly to be around anybody all of the time you know and so for me it would probably be better if, for example, we had we didn't work like on the same floor of the house or in the same room. Which some people tell me about. I obviously can't do that because of the nature of my work. But if two people are working in the same room every day and one of them is avoided, they must want to rip their hair out by the end, you know, of, of every day. So. Esther Perel talks about, like, in mating and captivity, she talks about how you need some space uh, in order to cultivate this sexual mystery and desire, and that is never more true than for avoidant people, you know, who um, really hate having somebody up their ass all the time, and that's how they feel about it. So if even if you work from home, those are the people who uh, really do want to schedule <clears throat> time away or work in a different part of the house or, you know, schedule some overnight conference if possible or or something, you know, because otherwise they can, like, easily feel smothered and overwhelmed and have zero sexual desire or romantic desire for the person. And if the preoccupied partner was like aware of this and the person, the avoidant person was kind of owning that this is how they are, and it's not about the specific partner, but about who they are as a person, then maybe they would be okay with having more scheduled time apart with the idea being that then you come together. So the guy who is always chasing his wife around the house during the day, you know, to hope to give him a hug or a kiss or, you know, hopefully have sex with him, you know. If, if she was able to say listen honestly it's better for me remember you said your office has a satellite office you know like a half hour away maybe you could go a couple days a week because it's a lot easier for me when I have days to myself in the house and that's when I start to feel in the mood that's when I start to desire you for me absence makes the heart grow fonder because if he's a guy who's wired to just think more is better for touch and closeness and time then he really doesn't understand this and he doesn't understand how much that space might be important for her. And a good book to read again is Mating in Captivity by Esther Peril about this. So Everybody is wired differently. They have different uh, needs for quality time, for closeness, for physical touch. There are plenty of women that I talk to who feel touched out because they always have the kids around. So then the guy thinks that when they don't have the kids around, when it's the middle of the day and they don't, then it's going to be time. Then it's great because, you know, during, you know, they can have a nooner or whatever. But if that woman needs that entire day alone to recharge, then him being around the house is just going to make things worse. Their sex life is actually going to be worse than it was before. And of course, also, there's compromise and there's empathy. So if if you can schedule a day during the week when you have sex, then great. I mean, that that's wonderful. It doesn't mean like you have to let the avoidant partner set the frame completely. There should be a discussion. So yeah, maybe a couple days you could get out of the house more. And then one day a week could be like the day that you do have sex on the lunch break. But especially, as I discussed repeatedly, many women cannot have sex at night. They're just so tired. And their testosterone tanks at night, you need testosterone. I've discussed this as both a man and a man and a woman for sex drive and the lowest levels are at 6 p.m because the highest levels are at 6 a.m but a lot of women like the afternoon best because that's when they're most relaxed so yes it, it is a possibility that you could do that but then also he could get out of the house to go to the gym on his lunch break another few days so that you have time by yourself which is a big thing that a lot of more avoidant people need So anyway, I mean, this is just an interesting topic to talk about. Like, how do we both feel about, you know, time together, especially in the context of telecommuting, which gives people a lot of time together? And are our assumptions about whether the other person likes this time together really accurate? And how do they relate to our attachment style and to our greater relationship issues, to our sex drives, to our need for individual space? This is like a great thing to talk about. Again, a lot of people don't like being sent to my podcast So maybe you could just do the work of, bringing up the topic by yourself, you know, and not sharing it with your partner if they have no desire to hear me talk. (laughs) Because as much as the person who's listening to this may like hearing me talk, generally the person who they want to send it to as like basically like a reprimand ain't gonna like it because nobody likes that. Nobody likes being sent something that's like, here, this lady talks about like what I'm trying to tell you for three years. Who who would want that, right? Like who wants to get that basically uh, internet scolding via email? Nobody does. So why don't you just take the topics that I'm talking about and bring them up. Hey, what do you really think about uh, the fact that we both work from home? You know, do you feel like it would be easier on you if I was gone one of those days? You know, like how do you feel this relates to how much sex you want to be having or not having? Those are conversations that you can come up with yourself if you are in uh, the bunch of people who say to me, oh my God, I send my stuff to your spouse, but they don't want to hear it. All right, so they don't want to hear it. I mean, well, you know, what what are you going to do? Keep bombarding them with it? That's not smart. So anyway, hope you found this interesting. Please do subscribe and I'll talk to you all soon. Oh, and you should be following me on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram and everywhere else. I am on all social media. Alrighty, bye guys.